Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here from the Adam Carolla Show and Geo Podcast. Uh, I'm here today f- to present a very special episode of the Far Out Podcast. Recently I received a small batch of tapes. Um, mixed amongst the Loveline tapes were some unmarked uh, cassettes as well. In these cassettes I found some old Poor Man Era Loveline and some other random K-Rock and Southern California radio stuff from the same era. There was also this one 60-minute unmarked tape. There was a recording on each side of it, and uh, it appears to be early test recordings for what we now know as the Far Out Podcast. There are two segments uh, on this tape, one on each side. The tape's unmarked and undated, so I'm not sure from where these tapes originate, and more importantly, when. Now, what's very interesting about this first clip we have, it opens with uh, John Salwin actually doing the announcing, much like uh, their previous show, Low Budget, and the morning show they used to do for uh, DC 101. For super fans trying to, still trying to pinpoint when this recording comes from, John sounds to be at the height of his cocaine addiction. And as for Todd Perry, while he sounds quite nasally in this clip, he doesn't appear to actively be doing cocaine. I've dubbed this first segment Coke Talk. John Salwin, Todd Perry, and uh, once again that, that strange guy named Buck we, we don't know much about yet. Buck with the uh, suspect last name. So everybody, enjoy this uh, very special clip of the Far Out Podcast, Segment 1, Coke Talk. Enjoy. Todd Perry's Coke Cast. I'm gespenstet um in Europa. Und jetzt sind der Moment hier. How Richard Pryor gave Pam Greer a cocaine encrusted vagina. Ooh. Now every, everybody, everybody knows everybody knows who Richard Pryor is. Obviously, everybody knows who Pam Greer is in the audience. We, we explain Richard that. Pryor's dead. Just in case somebody. Pam Greer, Foxy Brown. Yeah, uh, right? Jackie Brown. Also, Jackie Brown. Probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, she I, she was she, both, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, right. Jackie Brown, more recently. Yeah. There we go. Still sexy, by the way. Black don't yeah. crack, man. She was also uh, she was also in uh, Escape from L.A. as like a tranny. Kurt Russell yeah. person. Yeah, wait, she, Russell hooks up with. Wait, she was a tranny. I think so. She was dressed as a dude. Well, she was dressed as a chick, but they modulated her voice so she sounded like a dude. So I always got the impression that she was like a tranny. Wow, that's fucking confusing. That's some Victor Victoria shit right there. Yeah, it was very <laughs> odd. But anyway, so anyway, in Pam Greer's new memoir, memoir Foxy: My Life in Three Acts, Ooh. which uh, in parentheses says which is now a must buy. So a little bit of a. Commentary from whoever's writing this. You don't got it yet. I mean, she, <laughs> she how she how a conversation. Uh, who wrote this? She had a conversation with her doctor, uh, led to, which led to the breakup with Richard Pryor. Stars, Ooh. they are not just like us. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll find out. He said, "Pam, I want to tell you about an epidemic that's prevalent in Beverly Hills right now." Now, so, this is probably in the seventies, I imagine. Well, yeah. Probably because it wasn't wasn't re- when like the nineties. Yeah. Richard Pryor. Well, when did when did uh, when did Pam Greer date Richard Pryor? That's when we'd have to find out. Yeah, uh, it's a buildup of cocaine residue around the cervix and in the vagina. You have it. Are you doing drugs? Wow. <laughs> she's, she's like, the doctor's like, well, first of all, let me teach you how to snort a line. Well, <laughs> like, you <laughs> you're seem, doing it the wrong way. You yeah. seem to be doing it incorrectly. You're, 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 you're not doing this. You right. know, the first time I read this, it's a buildup of cocaine residue around the cervix and vagina. I was like, that's not a real thing. And then he's like, you have it. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's great. I, I'd figure it would just absorb. Uh, right. Well, here, well, here's it goes. So Pam says, no, she said, astonished. Well, it's really dangerous. He went on. Is your partner putting cocaine on his penis to sustain his <laughs> erection? <laughs> and who doesn't? Right. Yeah. Well, who who oh, doesn't do that? I, I was like, I was like, somebody did this. I'm like, 
maybe appar- apparently it's a trend. Yes. No, she said again. Not that I know of. It's not like he has a pile of cocaine next to the bed and he dips his penis in it before we have sex. I had a nauseating flash of one of Richard's famous line, even my dick has a cocaine Jones. So then it's like, whoa, Richard was talking about this. Are you sure he isn't doing it in the bathroom before he comes to bed, the doctor asked. That's a possibility, I said. Again, Pam said, you know, I am dating Richard Pryor. (laughs) Oh my God, he said. We have a serious problem here. If he's not putting it on his skin directly, then it's worse because the coke is in his seminal fluid. Also, recanted in the anecdote, says, is, the, is, the doc, is that the doctor then asked if her mouth went numb while performing oral sex on Whoa! fire, nice. which she said it did, and which he links to the Novocaine-like effects of cocaine. Very nice. The writers of Nurse Jackie, Grey's Anatomy, and Private Practice all just bolted upright screaming, how have we missed this? <laughs> wow. So he was, okay, so he was dipping the wang... In, in order to get hard, well, I guess I don't know because I think I, I guess cocaine would be like some kind of vasodilator where it's going to expand. No, 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 it's a vasoconstrictor. Oh. It, it, then how's it helping you get your dick up? It's it, I don't think it's it like does. A, it's like a mental thing, I guess. For no, 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 no. Well, I mean, that's uh, like if there you, you go. If you've used cocaine in the past, Todd Perry, <clears throat> possibly, possibly, um, it's a uh, it's it's a stimulant, but it also it 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 tightens you up. It, right, because like your, your stomach muscles everything. hurt if you do too much blow. Yeah, yeah it, uh, it it constricts things. It's a vasoconstrictor. Um, but yeah, it, it's but it also has uh, anesthetic-like effects. So it might be like just you might he might be using it as a numbing agent. So so but oh so then also like so maybe you can go longer like maybe maybe I think what this points to is not the fact that he was using it to get hard, but that uh, Richard Pryor might have had a problem with premature ejaculation. So uh, wanted maybe, to go for or, yeah. or you yeah. know, maybe he was just into stuff. You know, maybe he yeah. just liked the feeling. I, you know, I think uh, it's like kind of like. Have you ever used like a tea tree oil, like shampoo or whatever, and how it like tingles? Yeah, yeah, I have actually. It's a nice feeling. Yeah, maybe it's like a similar thing. I get that feeling sex. every time I use shampoo, actually, <laughs> which is not often. Yeah, but uh, have we considered how he was ingesting it besides just putting it on his penis? Because I think his penis at that point in time was like its own cocaine factory well, you here's know? The, <laughs> it was just ingesting it well here's the thing he like was, maybe his whole body maybe like had, maybe maybe he had a catheter at the end and he here's was, the like, thing snorting lines with he it. was richard Pryor. <laughs> that's he what probably I'm yeah. he probably you know broke up in a new kilo of coke a day and he's like well i'm gonna eat some of this I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, snort yeah. some of this i'm gonna rub this on my body yeah exactly I'll do whatever i have to do i'm gonna intro rectal ingest some of this yeah. nice coke suppository yeah he was probably just doing it any way he could right yeah Man, so what? I wonder what the conversation's like when when Pam Greer has to talk to Richard Pryor. Like later on, she's like, "I bet it wasn't Richard. really a conversation so much as just a breakup." She's like, uh, "Richard, I'm on fire!" Right, yeah. uh, uh, Richard, could you? Uh, we got we really got to talk about some serious relations stuff here. You know, I was like, "I need the free base." <laughs> it just is. Just keeps going on, and then she just like slowly walks out on him. Right, and then Richard Pryor has no idea, and he's talking to his pipe. Well, I like the other line in here, whereas if he wasn't doing it, and she said, you know, I don't know, and he's like, oh my god, if he's not putting on, we have a serious problem because if he's not putting it on his skin directly, then it's worse because the coke is in his seminal fluid. Like, how much do you have to do? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Wow, that's got to be interesting because you know, like, there's the old saying about like, you know, if you if you a little bit of pineapple. A little bit of pineapple juice, it might might change the flavor of that. I wonder if like the semen, like 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 uh, Pam Greer's mouth, like goes numb, like it, or she gets like loaded off it. 
<laughs> well, or it could be like it even gets even better because it's like the purest part of the coke. Like you know, they have those um, what, what's what's it's like a ferret or some shit that uh, that they feed it coffee, and then it pisses, and then people drink the piss because it 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 actually it's like a the animal. Is like God basically made a percolator on legs, and like, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like the most expensive coffee in the world. You know, it costs you like nine hundred dollars. Where for is a cup. this? Where I've where, heard of something where, where like are they this. doing this? Yeah, Bolivia or some shit? Wow, some place where they have a lot of free time and a lot of coffee lot and of strange too. wildlife. I thought you were gonna say Bellflower, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> right up the street. Right, right there. I don't Stay think cocaine use is nearly as prevalent as it used to be. Because uh, I don't think people are doing this anymore. Yeah, no, it's. it's just like I mean, maybe no one ever. What I mean, uh, I guess like I was like Richard Pryor is probably the only one to be doing this. But this uh, gynecologist <laughs> says, you know, did say it was an epidemic that was prevalent in Beverly Hills. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this is not like just the one case that he's seen. He's seen it. He's seen it a few times. Right. Right. It's just a, just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Man, that's got to be. You know, that's just a completely different life than the one I'm living these days. <laughs> yeah. You know. These days, were you I, ever doing that? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think my uh, my dear my dear bride to be at any point went to the gyno and and came back. It was like Todd, we we need to talk. Yeah, Todd, your penis is on coke too much. Yeah, He's doing too much coke. She she was like, well, I do, the, the, the probably more like Smuckers, you know, like a Smuckers wow. encrusted vagina or something. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. but I don't want to know anything about it. Not, 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 not ready whip, but Smuckers. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Not into the jelly dip. Not <laughs> go down to get some knots preserves. Yeah. Ugh. Oh man, there you go, boysenberry. Didn't want to get some boysenberry down there. Well, but yeah. Anyway, I was ra- I was rather amused when I first heard that. I'm like, wow, who knew that was even a thing? Uh, like, like that's one of those things. Like, one person did that. No, it was an epidemic in Beverly Hills at some point. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. I don't know what other stars or oh, people did this. The problems of the rich, yes. Sean yeah. Holmes. But it's interesting because uh, this is uh, like I was reading a story the other day, like on you know the NBA, and it was about like the uh, it was about the draft class with Len Bias, and everybody remembers Len Bias right. was the first draft pick, and he died like died, within right. forty eight hours from I forget whether it was cocaine or crack, but it was definitely cocaine based. Like right. He overdosed, and there was uh, the third draft pick was also incredibly talented, and he was drafted by the Golden State Warriors, and he like everyone said, oh yeah. If this guy, you know, like if he had lived up to his potential, he would have easily been like an all-star for several years. Right. But he flamed out of the NBA after like 72 games because he had a massive cocaine and eventually a crack problem. Wow. Right. And so like he was signed by uh, the Golden State Warriors, I believe. And, uh, you know, he was signed to, you know, this was like in 86 and, he, you know, a million or two contract, which, you know, is... You know, it's huge even today. Wait, Len Bias? I thought it was a Celtic. No, no, no. This isn't Len Bias. This oh. is another dude. Because oh. Len Bias was just dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't I don't even think Len Bias ever signed. I think he just overdosed within like four, 24 to 48 he hours. He played it, I think, LMU? Is that yeah. Well, it was, yeah uh, right. Hank Gathers. Right. Yeah. That's Hank Gathers. Four to four. Yeah, I'm so know. this, this right. was someone else in that same draft class. I this got was you, the number right. three pick. And he was signed to the Golden State Warriors, and he got like a mansion in uh, Oakland. But he was just so big into getting high, doing all sorts of things like smoking weed, doing cocaine, smoking crack. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, that his basketball career really suffered. I mean, he would show up, be showing up for five minutes before practice. It got to a point where he realized it made more sense for him to skip practices because the <laughs> fine just, for yeah. missing a practice was $10,000. But the fine for showing up to practice high was $20,000 plus a possible <laughs> suspension from the NBA. <laughs> so he's like, it just made more sense to skip yeah, that practices. Makes sense. Right. 
And he was talking about his, like, uh, how he went broke from drug use. And he's like, it wasn't just the drugs. It was the fact that, you know, he would go do drugs and, like, the people that he would do drugs with, you know, they would live in these run-down houses where the electricity was constantly getting shut off and they had no water. Yeah, to pay the electric bill at yeah. the crack house? Yeah, so he paid Somebody's got to foot the bill at the crack house? Well, he paid... Well, he he's paid, a philanthropist. He paid the crack bill... He paid the electric bill at the crack house because he didn't want to be smoking crack in a dark room. Not so right. it, wasn't, it wasn't even necessarily out of philanthropy so much. He, it was just... <laughs> Out of the fact he's like, I didn't want to get high in a dark room. So, I, I like the so, moment where one of the guys. It is kind of depressing. Yeah. To well, smoke crack in a dark room when it's well yeah. lit, it's a good time. Yeah. Everything. And the vibe said, is there. He even right. said he's like, in retrospect, but, uh, that should have been a sign. That's, <laughs> the thing. that's one of the. That's how you know. I mean, that's the so way you was, might have a problem. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he. Was, I mean, he was losing money left and right, getting fined for missing practices. You know, all these things, and eventually he tested like you know after like two years in the NBA, two or three years, he failed his third drug test, and he was banned permanently. I like right. the I like the moment where the property tax bill comes due at the crack house, where the guy's <laughs> like, "I just opened the mail," <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, did you guys ever hear recently? I, I was watching this thing, and before he was convicted of uh, nailing sixteen-year-olds, Lawrence Taylor. Who, who was sober, but when he's, he was... He's not convicted just yet, but yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, well, we don't want to say that Lawrence Taylor did it. We're not putting it out. <laughs> All right, LT. But Lawrence Taylor was such a crackhead that he would smoke crack all night and then he, he would come in 15 minutes before the game if the Giants were playing, like on a Sunday, roll up at 12.45 into the locker room, nice. mm-hmm. put his head into a bucket of ice water, and then go out there and dominate. Right. Damn. Like, okay. That's an athlete. Like, okay, think about, like, if let's just say uh, we were to do this podcast, right? And it, let's just say we were smoking crack and we did the show. Like, the show Good probably... Hypo- un- hypothetically. Hypothetically. Didn't happen. Right. I, I'd say we'd not be up to, you know, our greatest potential. Like, the show would probably be shitty. Now, imagine competing in the NFL, like, hampering your ability to perform that well and still being... Like leagues beyond anybody else on the field. Right. It's pretty, I, you know, there was a, there was another article I saw that was written by an anonymous veteran that was talking about uh, you know steroids versus other drugs in the NFL. You know, because the NFL is a pretty stringent steroid policy. Like right. people get test, like you know, players get tested three or four times during the season and once in the off season. But there's a drug test, and you know, those are all random tests. But there's a drug test for other drugs, cocaine, heroin, marijuana, where they even say it's like we're going to be testing you in a month. Right. right, and then yeah. like they do this, and he talks about how the NFL is essentially like you know a le- it can be a league of junkies, and he's like certainly not everyone. He's like, but steroids. He's like, if you're using steroids, there's a much better chance of you getting busted. Than and he's drugs, like, right? And he's like, the uh, the irony of all this is, you know, if you take steroids, you know, the way they're intended to be made, you know, intended to be used, they can actually help extend your career, heal from injuries quicker, um, and you know, make you make you healthier as a person whereas there's not really a way to use cocaine to make yourself healthier and better overall <laughs> no no you know? right but uh it's, I, I know actually nowadays they're going to be having a whole new testing thing going on in the nfl it's for the uh, purple drink oh, oh yeah that's right yes now do you guys did you guys isn't that if you have a qb rating under uh, under uh 60 you pretty much chances are you're on the purple drink. <laughs> Was, uh, I was listening to one of the old low budget shows we did. It, it, we were talking about like uh, some like ki- like we only kill interns and NFL quarterbacks was like something. And John yeah. was like, only with a passer rating below fifty.
All right, so that was the very first segment of the Lost Tapes of the Far Out podcast. I don't imagine we'll receive any more of these. Uh, I still don't know where this one came from. And if you're asking yourself why the news stories seem to date about four or five months back, you're probably asking too many questions. Now, this second half of the tape is very strange. It destroyed three pieces of equipment I played it through while trying to capture it and transfer it to MP3. I don't want to spoil what's ahead, but uh, if you're faint of heart, you may not want to listen. This very special segment, Todd's longtime friend Elliot joins him to discuss a mysterious box that he obtained. And if you're asking yourself how I was able to hijack the RSS feed for the Far Out podcast, again, you're, pr- you're probably asking too many questions. And a uh, quick legal disclaimer before the clips. Far Out Podcast, Geopodcast, all of their subsidiaries, holdings, and partners assume no legal responsibility for whatever happens when you listen to this clip. We'll enjoy part two of the first and probably only Lost Far Out Podcast episode. Here is The Box. Welcome back, Far Out Kateers. Uh Right now, I, I'm in my garage, and I invited my neighbor who lives up the street, Elliot, to stop on by the show. Elliot, introduce yourself to the uh, Far Out audience. Oh, uh, um, am, am, I, am I on right now? You are on the show oh. right now. Can't you see we're recording? Oh, oh. You're ready to go, dude. This is oh, your moment. Wow. This is your moment to... Uh, oh, you're good. a star now. Oh, oh wow, man. That's... That's like blowing my mind. You, you've right now. gone from your life of just hanging out in oh, Lakewood and just yeah, there's bumping like a, around the streets and hanging out at the dive there's bars. A, there's like such a duality going on. Like it's it's just uh, blowing my mind right now. Isn't so it? you always wanted to be on the old show. You you're, oh, you're oh, a big yeah. fan of low oh, budget. Loved the low budget. I was such a fan of your show. Like I, and like I would I would listen. So to you it. you called me like, today. Yeah. We were having a telephone conversation. You said you had something to provide for this new show. Dude, so like, what I, did you bring with you? Because oh, you, you have you have you you brought this weird box with you. And you said, quote, on the phone with me today, you said, this is really going to turn your audience on. So I was intrigued. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this, this box is, uh, this is, this is basically, uh, audio therapy, man. Like aromatherapy, but for the ears? Uh, yeah, like, oh, that's like such an amazing way to put it. I think you said from the ears to the mind and from the mind to the void. That's deep. So explain to me how you acquired this box because okay. it looks oh. something like a shoe box. It's green. It's got a little bit of crust on it, a little bit of desert on it. Looks like it was developed sometime in the late '60s. What's what's the story with this box, and how can it benefit the the listeners of Far Out? Okay, so man, like I was, uh, I, I was, a, I was a Burning Man uh, not too long ago. As you, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of. I've I've been there very many times. So explain Burning Man real quick, oh, if you can, concisely, concisely, Elliot. Like, oh, okay. Go through the cobwebs of your mind sit, oh. and try to tell people what is Burning, going on at Burning Man. Burning Man is basically where uh, the uh, li- liberated uh, mentalities of humanity will gather in mass. And you got a box there. You came back with nothing but dusty clothes and a box. Yeah. So, so how did you acquire this box? Uh, well, I, did, uh, I met this guy named Turtle. Okay. And uh, he was he was he was telling me about this uh, this amazing device 
that uh, he he picked up the schematics from uh, Julian Lennon, actually. Really? So he just got a box from Julian Lennon? Like well, he was he, hanging he out with him at a bar or something and got a box? Well, it was, it was, it was an oxygen bar, actually. Oh. And it's not... Hey, man, I got a box. Oh, yeah. So, so that was going on, and then he walked out with a box somehow. Was it like? Well, can he, can he, he get? Can he, did, did they do this at oxygen bars? Are they like, hey, this rounds on me? Well, it was it was it was it was, it was the schematic for the box. It wasn't the actual box itself. It was the uh, the, uh, the 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 technical rundown. So turtle turtle built the box, and then how yes. did you get? How did you? Did you, did you steal the box? Like what happened? Oh no, man! Like uh, there's 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 uh, there, when you're at uh, Burning Man. There is uh, the barter system. Okay. Uh, because uh, your corporate uh, oppression of so what money. did you what did you give him in lieu of cash? What did you give him for this? Uh, it's, I, I I gave him three micro dots and a back rub. Oh, so let's plug it in here. You got you got a you have an XLR cable hooked up to this box here. We're gonna hook right, it up in the uh, mixer so the audience can experience what you want to deliver to them. All right, uh, let me just uh, plug this yeah, in a little bit. Plug this in. You're going to come on on line three. Now I'm going to let you control the fader right here. You got that? Okay. So I'm ready to take this journey. Okay. Elliot, so, okay. I, okay. Basically, you were telling me on the phone today that you wanted our listeners to be able to experience what you have in the box. Yeah, okay. So uh, this is a cosmic experience. and like uh, it's, In a box. It, yeah, in a box. It's, uh, it's, it's the hamburger helper of cosmic experiences is what you're saying. I don't know what that is. Your hamburger doesn't need any assistance. This is sprucing up. I, I don't eat meat. So what are we doing here? This is like a cooking show. Okay, so uh, I, I love this. No one can see what's happening. Let me, let me, let me. Okay, so the input's got to go in here, and uh, yeah, let me uh, just uh, put it in the board. Okay, we're on line three. Okay, so you okay. control it. You're gonna turn it up, okay. turn it down. Now, what, 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 what kind of mind frames do the listeners be in right now to be able to receive? The sounds that are going to come out of this box. Well, this is just like a, a Zen uh, meditation. Do uh, people you, know what Zen means? What you know? It's uh, everything. It isn't right. Everyone should know what Zen. Is it, people don't know about Zen. I don't. We have, we have a wide audience here. We have, we have a white audience. No, we have a wide audience. Oh, okay, man. That is predominantly white. <laughs> okay, in <at> fifteen. <laughs> All right, and man. female. So uh, okay, let me. I guess I, I guess I should set everyone up. You need to come in with an open mind, empty your head of. All right, so let, let's plug this thing in. Let's get it turned on, and um, I'm going to attempt to take this cosmic box experience. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I'm relaxing. I close your eyes. Relax. All right. Take a deep breath. Hold it. There we go. Okay. Let me just. Uh, okay. Let me turn this on to one. All right. Oh. How's that feel? Oh, that kind of, oh yeah, that sounds kind of nice. It's kind of like, you know, when something, uh, yeah, right in the head. It's just right, right, right. It's like, uh, you feel, you feel it's not that? quite ringing my bell, but it's kind of, it's like, it's it's kind of like having a, a, I don't know if the listeners here comment on the show and tell us how you felt, but it feels to me kind of like someone was massaging my brain, like a back rub for your brain. This is good. Oh, mm-hmm. this is, oh, this is just the Does it go anymore? Oh, yes. This, this isn't going to make me orgasm, is it? Because that would be wildly inappropriate for me to sit, be sitting in my garage with you. And then, you know, have one of those. Well, you know, we're all brothers here in the uh, hu- human community. Of I don't life. want to make it number three with another man sitting in front of me. Okay. Well, yeah. Like, uh, well, I hope not. 
Okay, well, it, but if it happens, you know, like you know, just let it. I'm not, but I'm not gonna defecate on myself, am I? Oh no, nothing. It's not even one of those things where basically you you went to Burning Man, you got a bog. <laughs> oh, it feels good. There's no. Oh no, and there's you no noise. <laughs> everybody in the audience defecate them because people listen to this at work. I gotta be honest, but oh, this is nice. So how? Okay, on a scale of one to ten, where am I? Okay, so this is three point six seven eight point two. Oh, so this gets more intense now. Oh yeah, this is, is, is it gonna hurt? Is it gonna? Oh no no no! no, okay, no I'm relaxed. Is, yeah no, this is it. okay. So you're on you the know, porch. I feel like to the gateway of the void. And it feels nice. I got. I got. I got it. Like this it, is yeah. good. Yeah, this is you, quite you, fantastic. You want to take it a little bigger? Let's, let's just, just, just. Let's just take it a little it. farther, man. Let's go right, a little, yeah, okay, let's okay, go yeah. little bit out there. Man. How's that? Oh, <laughs> I'm uh, starting to see a little pinpoint of light. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh, that's that's sir? good. That's good. That's sir. Good. That's where you want to be going. And it's slowly expanding. If the listeners feel this, there's a point of light right in the middle of the forehead, right there. And it's starting to come out now. Uh, I will put you in the doorway of the void. How's that? All right, let's go to the doorway. Okay. okay Through the doggy door of the void. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, wow. I see a mommy.